Hi, I'm Maeve Doyle, and you're listening to A Private View. On today's show, I have the artist Ross Muir. He's in London for his first solo show at Maddox Gallery. The show's titled Redemption. And Ross, welcome to A Private View. Thank you for being here. Thanks. Nice to be here, man. It's great to have you here. I know last week a few of us went up to Glasgow to see your city and your studio, and it was such an honor to see how you work. And we'll get to that, but I think through these questions we might get to that more naturally. So I'll ask you, in in 100 words or less, how would you describe who you are and what you do? Who am I? I don't know. Um, I'm just a wee guy, Glasgow painter. Um, yeah, they've adopted me. Um, not originally from Glasgow, from a place, Alexandria, next to Loch Lomond. But I've been residing in Glasgow for the past, for a decade. What um, pulled you to the city then? Um, just work, you know. It was just like work and had more opportunity in the place that I was staying. Um, and just escape from past troubles, you know. Um, drugs and lifestyle and stuff that had been previously eating me up and spitting me out so we moved to Glasgow and yeah yeah we just went with that it's so funny I find that people who have really curious minds need to get away from smaller quiet beautiful places and into stimulation uh, or they will get in trouble I, I know I was a lot calmer in a big city than I was in a small one and uh, it it was the answer to a lot of my internal problems too however they acted out so at the time you moved to Glasgow were you painting? No I wasn't painting I wasn't painting, I was fresh off the drugs and yeah it was this, like you said the, the, the bigger city was more stimulating and less stifling and you know, it's like we're just, you know, always inward in our wee like towns or villages and there's just like more opportunity and more scope and yeah, like stimulating and exciting. Different conversations to be had, different people living yeah. different ways. Yeah. Were your parents artists? No, no. Um, That's hard too because there's this myth if people aren't artists that, the, you know, the starving artist myth and yeah. it's often obstacles people have to jump get over to be an artist if their parents weren't artists because they worry and they want what's best for you Mm -hmm. I know certainly I had to deal with that with my parents yeah Yeah, definitely there is that you know stopping the drugs my dad was keen on me maybe going to university or like you know getting educated or something kind of safe and just getting a bit of structure or stability but you know I was like first oh I want to be a musician going to be a musician and I just never had the bottle for that, I never had the courage to let myself go and shortly after that I uh, started painting, just messing about and um, and my dad was worried when I says I'm going to be a, a painter and the same thing, starving artist or oh drugs, you'll go and, um, and, and basically, uh, you know, proved, proved them wrong, you know what I mean um, have a, made a good go at it and that's why I'm here, and that's why we're in the Maddox, and um, so it's all good. Were you in conversations with other artists? Because you're self-taught, so one of the things I got from art school was a conversation with like-minded people, yeah. or different people, but you could debate it out. The yeah. subject was always art. I wonder what it's like for someone who's self-taught. Mm. 
It was many years before I entered into like other people and that kind of art world. It was more just a personal thing. I never really had the confidence. And But I'd be like walking around the galleries. But this time I know what I'm doing. You know, my idea and my vision is like way ahead of my ability and my technique and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, but the fire was like, I'm going to be a painter. I'm going to get in the biggest galleries about and I'm not going to be hungry. Um, and and that, that's, that was true. So when I look at your work, I think um, part of you is in the work. And then I also think that you might be the kind of person who asks, what was I or who was I before I was born? And is there an afterlife? Yeah. I think you're facing, if you haven't seen Ross's work, he takes on the champions of art history and and, uh, and makes them relevant now. So the question, the question is, what's history doing for me? How can history work for me? I feel that when I look at your work, mm -hmm. and I like that you're challenging it instead of just ignoring it. Do Do you ask the big questions in life, like, is there reincarnation? Mm. Does God exist? Uh, yeah. Does superstition? Am actually... I going to hell? <laughs> Are you going to hell? I'm oh, going to hell. <laughs> I'm going to hell. Um, There's a Catholic in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. All the interesting people are. Um, down there anyway that's Billy I mean? Joel yeah 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 um, but yeah <clears throat> yeah I dip in and out it the spiritual stuff and I get so much from it you I know, noticed like, a lot of crystals beautiful crystals yeah, in your studio yeah um, I get so much from it man there's definitely other stuff beyond like this plane do you know what I mean and I've experienced it first hand man I dabble in it often and uh, it's beautiful and sure. so when you say you knew you were going to be an artist, did mm -hmm. it come to you in a dream or a nah, vision? Nah, I would love to lie <clears throat> and romanticise, but no, it didn't. It was just <clears throat> something that basically when I was younger, you know, I would be like, like the football or basketball or swimming. I was always like amazing at stuff. I was always like second best. I was never the best, you know what I mean? I should have been a triathlon or something. I was always good at everything. Easy come, easy go. It was the same. And you um, liked the struggle. And this was a struggle. I really had to work with it, man. So it has so much value in it for me. Um, I had to like carve this out. This was like the yeah, the big David sculpture, uh, Michelangelo. Um, yeah, drag it for the mountain, carve it, carve it. Um, and I have so much respect for it. I also, when I'm doing the painting and going in this direction, I'm walking away from that person who I'd created and in the stifling environment, limited opportunities. Um, and now with this, is like, this is my baby and we're just growing it and nurturing it and and, and and love it, you know. And all the amazing things that have happened on the back, the back of it. Uh, having a show with the Maddox Gallery, who are the absolute boys. And, and the show title's Redemption. Yeah, 23, I brush with redemption. Unpack it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so 23 is um, quite significant <laughs> to me. It was the date my mum died. She died in October the 23rd, um, many moons ago. I was 15. And it used to be a real negative thing in my life. Every time we were getting close to that day, I would maybe use it as... I can say this now. Looking back, I used it as leverage to like, go on benders or be more difficult or poor me. You know, it's all and 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 you know play that role and character. Um, 
but you know as a like you know I started unraveling my rubbish and being more honest um, it started appearing in like beautiful ways you know um, like I remember looking at old photographs and I had this like kind of Jordan top on um, Michael Jordan and it was like 23 and just wee moments like that and it just kind of started appearing and it was like a wee beacon of hope and there is another world or you know and my mum's up there banging the drum or shaking the apple tree and just you know um, it's just kind of like faith and um, so when you see a 23 your mum's looking out for you oh even last night we were doing like Percy Lane or something I don't know come back to this mad Greek gangster bar um, she showered at 2 in the morning um, it was like so just this lane it was all the Obviously, they've got a few bins. It was like 23 and just keeps appearing. You know what I mean? In so she's saying ways. hi. She is. She is. We're on the right path. It's like road signs. Oh, like, you know, where's Bournemouth? Oh, there's a sign for Bournemouth. It's just keeping me going where I need to go. Um, so the show has got 23 paintings um, and they have like wee hooks. And when I've been able to use the number 23, I use it. Um, and it's no like forced, I don't like grandiose plana or oh, just kind of comes, you know what I mean? Um, very like natural and organic and just like impulsive. Um, what was the turning point that made you stop taking drugs and kind of move to Glasgow and get involved in painting or however it happened? Just, you know, even with the drugs <coughs> there and like, I just didn't want to get up, even when I had the drugs and whatever it was just the moment feel it waking up and getting like loaded again to I, I couldn't do that gap but getting out of that cycle is hard how yeah. did you get out of that cycle again you know similar just like magic just people <laughs> and you know the more I like magic's walked good walked away for that things doors would appear things would appear do you know what I mean um, and then it would be like take it again relapse back to the start and you know, and just having faith and just things keep following that path and things just kept appearing right up till I'm in the Maddox solo show London. And like, you know, a decade ago, you just wouldn't let me in that gallery. Do you know what I mean? You just go, whoa, whoa, so you're the wrong place. You know what I mean? Um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. You mean because of the physical way you'd show up? Yeah, everything. My, just my energy, you know what I mean? I was just done. So as I said, we, something must have switched on to take yeah. to to like you said it was a process. But what were the influences culturally and artistically that uh, shaped shaped who you are as a person and how you work? I know you mentioned music, but because a lot of your work is, in my opinion, conversations with historical yeah, artists, yeah, 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 yeah. which isn't unusual. Yeah, unusual. I mean, Condo and Picasso. Yeah. And, um, yeah, music obviously a big part of everybody's life. Um, just the energy and the stuff we get for that is incredible. I don't think you know. Sometimes we forget like exactly how big the art is, and you know, and even through the pandemic and stuff. But <clears throat> um, I don't know. You know, the start like influences is like as I said, I've spoke to you before about this was um, Disney. Where we don't recognise that at a young age, we're just like, oh, get the cartoons on, crying because you you want to change the channel and all that. But like they great like animators and you know we we've got all this all the incredible things we've got now to watch stuff. But like back then it was real hard work, you know. 
to the drawings and so Disney, Disney and all that kind of stuff was obviously the first big influences and with the music it was like album covers, I used to love album covers, I miss that now but it was like opening them up and looking at them and oh, being blown away, do you know what I mean? For like wee hidden gems and Things taking, like Exile on Main Street. Yeah, wow. Wow, incredible. How do you work and what's your studio practice like? Are you disciplined? Uh, do you work on your craft? Do you have any theories that you follow? Um, what's integral to your practice? Yeah, well, at first, like, learning and being self-taught was, like, YouTube, you know, just watching for YouTube and learning and going to the galleries and seeing maybe how they apply the paint. No looking at the whole picture or what the artist is trying to say, is just looking at the brush strokes and the kind of technical stuff. So, yeah, and just immersing myself. You know, I want to be a painter. I know I need to be a painter. I'm painting like a child. Right, let's learn, educate ourselves, get books, techniques, learn, just, you know. And at the start, obviously, I'm still working a job. I'm like a handyman, decorator for a, a big, rich family who were great, they gave us like trust and you know, helped me feed myself and um, but after that I'm going back, I'm painting when I'm too tired to paint, I'm watching Picasso documentaries, Van Gogh Amazing. documentaries and then tuning in like we get like Facebook, Instagram which is great because the modern people with this day and age are like showing you this, the tutorial, I don't know, like learning and the wee videos and stuff tutorials um, which it was is great in respect to them, you know, like letting people in. Because back in the day, it was like magic. Nobody wanted to show you, you know. know. When they, they were magicians, the painters of that day and age, the camera obscurers and the the paints and the glazing and secret recipes and all that. No, it's like more kind of open and stuff like that. Sometimes brushwork looks quite flat these yeah. days. There's nothing flat about your canvases yeah. when you stand in front of them they're scintillating with energy it's uh, amazing I will talk to you about your titling too at yeah. some point but uh, seeing your prints was great because I love the imagery but yeah. standing in front of your canvases at Maddox Gallery yeah. looking at the 23 paintings in Redemption I had a physical reaction yeah. um, wow. and the other place we had, because I went with Fee Lovett, who yeah. works closely with you, to yeah. see Van Gogh at the Courthold, and both of us had a physical reaction yeah. there. Uh, so, so part of you is left in each of the canvases, yeah. and maybe that's the cathartic process yeah. of kind of like stripping back layers of whatever mm -hmm. went before yeah. um, to, to not be the person you were 10 years yeah. ago and be what you're doing now. And it's hard when you're kind of raising yourself. Mm -hmm. I get that. And I think this question will kind of make you feel a bit better b about trying to figure out how you did get here. Because yeah. I, I, I know when people ask me how I got here, I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I look around and I think, uh, I don't know how I got yeah. here. Um, because it was a struggle. Mm -hmm. But l luckily, I like that. It focuses my mind to struggle. So I think yeah. you do too. Uh, what is art for? Art is for the good days, art is for the bad days, it's for everybody, you know, it's for you, it's for me, save my life, you know, save my life, um, and it's the last thing I would have thought that would have got me at what, that person who I didn't want to be anymore. Um, it's a pretty good answer. Well. If you could live with one piece of work, 
what would it be and why? And uh, money's not the deciding factor. Not that I think yeah. it would be with you anyway. Um, oh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Chops and change. Um, I'd probably choose The Ship of Galilee by Rembrandt. Um, I think it was one of his only like, seascapes and the painting was stolen. It still remains. Um, uh, unfound um, missing but my life's been like that ship you know it's on the crest of a wave and um, and it's still like that it's like it's fucking tightrope stuff this one um, and yeah I always fancied a shot of, of doing that as a remake and um, quite emotional just thinking about it but yeah The Ship of Galilea by uh, Rembrandt I made some notes about the work there. We've yeah. got JC, mm-hmm. Rembrandt, Jesusaurus, mm-hmm. Good Boy, Wet Paint, Two Shots, yeah. Frida Perry, Ring of Roses. <laughs> I mean, they're funny. Yeah. We've had a serious chat, but if yeah. people think your work is like it's witty and yeah. colorful yeah. and fun to look at, and also every time you go back, there's something you missed from the yeah. time before. Then I go to the titling. <laughs> Do you title your work yourself? <clears throat> well, the majority of them is 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 me or my friend. You know, it's like the Glasgow humour thing as well. You know, they play with words and stuff. But um, sometimes my staff or like you know close friends um, maybe we'll put some on the table and they just kind of pick themselves and uh, there's always jokes within the painting yeah. so for instance there's this the Rembrandt one which comes mm-hmm. from the Donatart book The Goldfinch yeah. you unchained the bird and yeah. the bird is the central theme yeah. that connects all the lives of the people yeah. that, that yeah, painting yeah. Yeah. and when you did your version of it you've unchained it yeah I know Unchained it. I also burnt that. As I said, the small section is just meant to be the painting. We were going to we had to use a bigger canvas because we couldn't get that size, and we we're going to cut it down and restretch it. And I was like cleaning my brushes on the side there, and I was, you know, just messing about. And the the outward bit that I didn't cut was going to be part of the painting. Um, my pal says that that is that. Don't touch it. And I says, okay, well the painting was in the great gunpowder explosion of Delph and so the painting would have been burnt and I grabbed it there and then put it in the fire and burnt all the corners and but yeah there is humour in it but I'm not laughing when I'm painting these it's a serious challenge and um, some of your work has uh, brand labels in it like Gucci yeah, or yeah. Fred Perry do the yeah. brands ever have we ever have they ever square squared off to you well, that'll lead us to square go in a minute. Yeah, yeah, well, <clears throat> you know, we, we initially, you know, this is no some careful thought-out thing. I fell in it by chance. I'm working in the Glasgow galleries and trying to make a name for myself, doing portraits and doing photo shoots and kind of traditional painting. And I was struggling with one painting. I go, oh, I'm going to paint today, I'm going to paint today. And I had a brick wall. And the next day, I said, oh, I'm going to paint it day, I'm going to paint it day. But no way am I going to do that. I'm just going to do something else. And I painted the Van Gogh and put my idea to stop just for a bit of fun. And it, it exploded. 
you know, there was no permission at. See the place that the painting came for? It didn't need permission for the Van Gogh Museum, if I can use the image. It didn't need permission for Adidas. It was meant to happen, because doors opened when that happened. It started bridging gaps for people like me, who was felt excluded for these like galleries and the elitism that can often be found amongst them. Or you just think that. Um, and it started bridging gaps, you know what I mean? And, and taking people to look closer at these artists and they had a connection and for the old, for the new. It's not really about the brands. The brands are a small fraction of what the painting is about and what it's trying to say. Where these young people know, oh, look at that. Because they're owning it. And, and all these brands are in advertising and in our space. And if I, I use it, I use it. You know what I mean? I paint what's in my environment. And this stuff I wear, it's in my environment. You know, and they're creators too. They're like making this and we're all just artists in our own right. So that's kind of what's happened. They're a small part. They're like a, a bridge. They're a brick in the bridge for the old to know who's like introducing these, you know, people who are like on the sidelines and people who have never owned art before are constantly getting feedback that that's the first print they've bought or, you know, um, which is a beautiful thing. And it did not require permission. Do you know what I mean? part of your landscape it was, it it's, it's, it's the flowers and the lakes of yeah. people who live in the country they're always in our yeah. faces I can't go anywhere without a, a label being somewhere yeah. in my visual world this, so I agree with you this or something similar needed to happen and I was the guy who was up and motivated at 6 in the morning with my brushes in my hand and, and it's the same with music as well certain songs and certain things need to happen for other things to happen on that note Mm -hmm. Should we go to your opening? Yes. Thank you, Ross thank Muir, you, for talking to me. And thank you for listening to A Private View. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to Maeve Doyle's Private View. I am an art critic and artistic director at Maddox Gallery. This podcast is produced by Will Fitzpatrick at Soho Radio. The music is by Cora Shidhami. Thank you for listening. Thank you.